From the Midwest PBIS Network, this is Passing Period, short bursts of implementation support that you can squeeze in during a passing period or two. We want to reach you so that you can reach them. I'm Allie Hearn. year, hundreds of positive behavior support enthusiasts congregate in Rosemont, Illinois for a meeting of the beautiful PBIS leadership minds with the goal of increasing the effectiveness of PBIS implementation. This two-day event is for school, state, district, and regional leadership teams, as well as for other educational professionals. These days are always highly anticipated and are often quite transformational for those in attendance. For this week's passing period, we went deep into the halls of the Donald Stevens Convention Center to give you a close-up look at the highlights of this impactful event. From audio recordings of national presenters taken during live sessions to interviews with motivated participants, we're bringing you the best we have to offer from this year's 2016 PBIS Leadership Forum. PBIS, Systems for Enhancing Climate and Culture. I'm Don Kincaid, I'm from Florida. I think one of the things that's exciting about the forum is just see the, see the growth, the number of people that are here, but also the depth of what we're seeing now. Uh, we have a lot of people that are now doing PBIS at a much deeper level, across all tiers in very unique environments, and it's just great to see the growth of that, that field in the last, uh, last several years. I'm Susan Barrett. From Richmond, Virginia, Shepherd Crown Health System. It's a great opportunity to to grow a professional learning community and share resources in a common way of work and approach to comprehensive school reform. Hey, I'm Kathy Frankwar, and I'm from the Institute on Disability at UNH, and this is an amazing conference. I've been coming, I think, since 2005, and it's always new information, great time to network. For many, they have been coming for years. For some, this year was their very first. Whether new participants or presenters or veteran, attendees come from across the world to this great event. At this year's forum, participants traveled from eight countries, 50 different states, and one U.S. territory just to come and be a part of the PBIS community for learning, growth, and development. My name is Victoria Ligon. I'm from Jefferson County in Kentucky. My name is Stephanie Weideman, and I am from the northeast section of South Dakota. I'm Ashley Kruger, and I'm from San Diego, California. I'm Lauren Chesney from Fruitport, Michigan. St. Louis County Special School District. Uh, my name is Simone DeLuke, and I'm from Oakland Unified School District, Northern California. My name is Dovey Burrell. I'm from Arkansas. My name is Greg Benner, and I'm from Washington State. I am Mimi Cato from Oregon. My name is Neil Grimes and I'm from Illinois. I'm Scott. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. This is our fourth year coming to this conference. We came and we brought 12 administrators this time. And the key purpose of that is to continue to build in the buy-in of PBIS at the building level and 
kind of pushing them to be leaders of PBIS in their own building. There's a class, there's a couple of classroom trend ones I think that would be important for principals to go to. For those in attendance who were looking to learn more about supports and strategies to use in the classroom, they were in for a real treat. Brandy Simonson, associate professor at University of Connecticut, shared words of wisdom during her keynote for leaders to take back to tier one and right to the core inside the classroom. The other piece that I think makes practices or classroom piece a little bit more difficult is that we also have to think about changing systems. So most of us, when we were trained as teachers, and I'm guessing a lot of us have a background either as educators or related service professionals in the school. When we were initially trained, we kind of thought about that we would go into a room and we would close the door and we would do what we wanted with our students. And hopefully what we wanted was really good practice, but we had this idea that it was kind of our environment. But when we think about getting PBIS or positive supports into classrooms, we actually have to do things differently. We have to have those doors open. We have to have teachers be open to receiving some ongoing professional development. We have to have data guiding the conversation about what we're doing. So we have to change the systems that are supporting teachers. And at least in the schools and the teams that I support and train, that can be a really scary thing. Is that something you guys have experienced? So when you start the classroom topic, you get some pushback that you haven't found in the school life piece. I love the keynote. Brandy really talked about the classroom approaches to take and not just what teachers can do, but what, you know, the system can do to support teachers. With two days of jam-packed sessions, it would be hard to cover all the greatness here in this short episode. But here are a few key takeaways and ideas that some participants will be taking back to help improve their PBIS implementation. So what I've learned is the importance of the buy-in from every single entity within the district. And it starts with our top leader, which is the superintendent on down. And I want to share what one of my colleagues said that they felt was their greatest takeaway. And he's an assistant principal. He said what he learned today was how important it is to learn all of his students' names. Um, a takeaway, um, integration of academics and behavior. I think that uh, implementation of PBIS at the high school level is possible and that uh, freshman year in particular is a critical year to start with and focus on. So I'm presenting on Tier 3 services at the high school level, so I'm just hoping that uh, the participants walk away with some strategies of helping our students with some of the highest needs in our buildings. Jessica Larson, Freeport School District. I would say my biggest takeaway was finding out about new strategies or new tools for um, data processing so that it gets rid of the bias and we are able to make totally objective decisions. I plan to do some things with our PBIS team with um, student and staff surveys just because it's our first year implementing to see our progress thus far and get feedback so that we might be able to make some changes as soon as second semester if it's not going well. More with social emotional learning on my part, I'm a school counselor, so really take that, that stuff back and look at it with staff and see how they can do that in the classroom as well. I work very closely with the mental health clinician and I already texted her today and gave her some ideas on what she could do at her school.
For me, I'm just really thinking I need to go back to my universal teams, my leadership teams, and really look at those teaching practices and, and build in better supports for the classroom teachers. So I got a lot of great ideas. Uh, here's the takeaway, that PBIS can be implemented and sustained in just about any setting. You know, and I know a lot of people already know that, but I'm talking, that, what, think about what that could mean to a city. Like, you can implement this at a park, at any community organization, any community program, homes, uh, you can, businesses, uh, everywhere, just like you could in a school. So what if you did that across an entire city, implemented PBIS, and what would that do to the kids in that city? I mean, just think about the stability, the... Um, the, uh, st the, the consistency, yeah, the safety and all that. Particularly when you think about the youth that we all work with with significant trauma. I mean, what would that provide to that youth? It would create that whole city environment so that everywhere they move through in that city, when they're from babies all the way to career, that kind of stability, consistency, safety, and uh, nurturing environments. You know, so. I guess that would be the biggest takeaway that, that, you know, as we scale up inside our schools, let's also think about how we scale it out to all the locations around us, you know? Love so, it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm a classroom teacher, so I'm trying to figure out how to take things back to my colleagues that doesn't seem intimidating, but seems like oh we should have been doing this all along our lives would have been better our kids lives can be better let's try to figure out how to do this so that it's not like I'm not bringing back a bunch of frozen dinners and saying hey look let's just pop them in the microwave and everything will be better we won't be hungry anymore but instead like getting more of a potluck feel to it where we're all like getting in the kitchen and doing our putting our strengths forward and making this beautiful community meal that we can all enjoy and nourish ourselves with. If you attended the National PBIS Leadership Forum this year, hopefully you felt how powerful it was to be there and how important this work is. Brandy Simonson explained it beautifully. There are over 500 schools in over 21 states implementing PBIS. There are over 11 million students being touched by this work. Most schools have 180 days on average in a school year, which equates to about 950 hours of instruction and can be broken down to 57,000 minutes. This means there are over 670 billion instructional minutes that were potentially impacting youth. So, what will you do with your time? Boom, bam, bam, and knocked it out. Did you attend the National PBIS Leadership Forum this year? If you did, have you debriefed with your team and staff yet? Have you created any action steps? If you didn't attend the forum, consider checking out the PowerPoint sessions that have been posted on pbis.org. What other professional development opportunities do you participate in throughout the year? Do you attend trainings? Do you attend coaches' network meetings? Make sure to check out www.midwestpbis.org for upcoming events that you and your teams can participate in. There are training opportunities and supports available for everyone doing this work. And what about everyone doing the work? Have you trained every single adult who comes in contact with youth about positive behavioral interventions and supports in your building? Have you taught everyone about the expectations, why we teach those expectations, how we teach them, why we acknowledge positive behavior, 
and how we acknowledge it in a systematized way. Is there a shared vision being created? Join us so that we can talk more about it during your next passing period.